This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. I'm Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to Achieve Business Success Without Getting in Your Own Way. My guest today is Ethan Cassiotis. Ethan is a business growth strategist, international speaker, coach, mentor, consultant, investor, and podcast host. He helps service-based business owners grow and scale to create freedom and choice in their life. Ethan hosts the Business Growth Show, where he interviews successful entrepreneurs and celebrities, including Jay Abraham, Bruce Buffer, Jillian Michaels, J.T. Fox, Kerwin Ray, and George Kukas. He has spoken on stage in front of 2,500 people alongside gold medalists Stephen Bradbury and Bruni Surin and Stedman Graham, Oprah's partner, and J.T. Fox. He has personally worked with many of Australia's biggest, Australia's biggest brands, including Target, Kmart, Westfield, Coles, and the Department of Defense. Ethan Cassiotis, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. I was out of breath going through that list of awesome accomplishments and people you work with. So I'm going to clear my throat and then repeat. Ethan Cassiotis, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Yeah, thank you so much, Tom. Awesome to be here and uh, great introduction. I look forward to helping uh, your audience to grow as well. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this conversation. We've been getting to know each other. We've had a chance to talk at length. And I love the program that you have because it's really multifaceted and dives deep. You you described it as uh, sort of a virtual MBA for business people. And there are nine elements to what you do when you work with your clients. And I'm going to share them with people. And then uh, I want to zero in on a a couple of them. Uh, Number one is strategy. Number two is planning. Number three is mindset. Four is branding. Five is marketing. Six is sales. Seven is numbers. Uh, Eight is systems. And then uh, nine is leadership. What struck me is that right there up at the top, number three, uh, was mindset. And, you know, so many business people I meet think about all these things, systems, numbers, operations, marketing, and so forth. I'm investing in coaching and programs, teaching, software systems, all around those things. And mindset, uh, it's kind of an afterthought. Tell me why mindset is is number three on that list. And I I know it's not necessarily order of preference, but it's a prominent thing on this list. And I know it's a prominent thing in what you do. So let's talk a bit about mindset and why it's so 
friggin' important. Yeah, it's definitely extremely important, Tom. And, um, you know, it could potentially be number one or number three. And I, I strategically put it as number three. And those three elements are really the, the foundation of your business, the strategy, you know, the planning and the mindset. And mm-hmm. because I can teach 10 people you know, all the, the same strategies, tactics and tools they need to do, and I'm going to get 10 different results. And the reason is because of their mindset. We've all grown up with different things from our parents, limiting beliefs or other people around us, um, you know, that we've built over time. And, and these are the things that likely hold us back that we need to reframe, rescript, whatever that is, to be able to grow to that next level of ourselves. So normally I go in and say, okay, what's the strategy of the business? Let's confirm the strategy and then let's plan for our success. Let's plan for our future in advance to an extent. But then mindset's next because it's like, well, this is this picture, this vision that we've created, but there's probably things there that are holding us back that are, right. that are going to stop us getting there as fast or even at all. So that's why it is extremely important for me. And, you know, sometimes it could be this one mindset belief that we rescript that can just completely transform your business. That's how powerful mindset is. Yeah, I I 100% agree. And I've shared with you the story about how I was a little late to the game in focusing on mindset. I, I sort of dismissed it as woo-woo stuff or, you know, whatever. And I, I came around and it's been many years now and it's a big part of what I do and a really important part of what I bring to my clients. I'm not a mindset coach, but still I recognize that people who are in the marketing business or trying to market their business and trying to create content uh, suffer from a variety of limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome and uh, the perfection problem. I won't release my work because it's not perfect or uh, fear of selling, uh, fear of being offensive as a seller. So share with us, if you will, um, how, how you talk about some of these things related particularly to the marketing process. Yeah, it's interesting because mindset, you know, is a process and I'm, you know, just for background for everybody as well, I'm an NLP master practitioner. I've learned really the process of how, it, you know, the human brain works and how we can create change in that process. And that's a yeah, lifelong process. I'm going to interrupt. You used NLP and I'd like I'd like you to tell everybody what NLP stands for because a lot of people know, some people don't. True. Great point there, Tom. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Um, so, the, you know, there's three different elements there, but it's basically understanding how, you know, we work as humans, ourselves, as well as others, and then how we then can improve that, uh, you know, and there's a lot of tools that you get given, uh, but, you know, whether you use those tools, you may not use all of them all the time, but even just understanding how to change someone's mindset, which is extremely important. So not only have I done an MBA and, and, and have multiple successful businesses to help people that way, but I also understand the mindset elements. So, yeah, in terms of the marketing um, function of things where, you know, marketing a lot of the time is about getting leads in, in our business. So we've got to be attracting people in different ways. And there's a lot of different ways that we can get leads. But w- what is it that is holding you back in that element there? Now, there's there's two ways of having mindset beliefs. We need to have positive mindset beliefs. And then we need to look at what's the stuff that holds us back and then move forward from that. So Number one, I'd be saying, what do I want to believe about marketing? Like maybe it's like I'm a master at marketing and you might be like, yeah, but 
I'm not a master of marketing. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's basically, um, I don't like to use this word all the time, but like, it's like bullshitting your brain, right? Yeah. Basically, where you've got to tell yourself and believe it in the present that you are something. And then, so that's one thing. It's like, well, how do I be the best marketer or whatever element of business that you want to be, um, business owner, and believe that about yourself. Say, I am this. I am is a very powerful statement. So that's really key in what you're doing um, there. So I am. And then, but the biggest challenges are what is issue? I, I'm marketing is hard. Like what are the what are the stories in your head that pop up? It's it's hard to find, you know. Uh, I always get, you know, shit leads online or whatever that, you know, the, the the stories that come up for you. I'm using a little bit of interesting language here because it can be anything that pops yeah. up in your mind, right? Yeah. And you need to I'm be not a creative to- person. I can't tell stories. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly linked to what you're talking about, right? In stories. I'm not a storyteller, right? You know, all of these things. It's hard for me to create content. Like w- there's so many it could be here for you. And we, we could drill out a lot of these. So I have basically like a three-step process that I tell people that you can do this on yourself. Like the biggest shifts you're going to get is likely getting, you know, a, a coach, like a mindset coach that can help you with that because um, they can take you through a process. But there is a way that I'm going to teach you right now that you can actually do this on yourself. And it's pretty simple, three-step process. Number one, you catch the limiting belief when you get it. So as soon as your brain says, I'm not great at telling stories, Right. Or whatever that is, let's it's, it's say I'm, I'm bad at telling stories. Um, so then you're like, okay, that's just come up for me now. I've caught that belief. So the next thing is, we need to flip that belief into what we actually want to believe. So it's like, okay, I, I'm I'm bad at telling stories. I am a master at telling stories. I'm great at telling stories. I can tell stories easily and instantly at will. You see how I've just created like multiple beliefs as well, just like that. Like, what do I want to believe? Um, in the air. So there's a few examples that you can use and you can you know, adopt these examples or whatever resonates with you. So it could be one or it could be multiple things that you stack on that to do the opposite of that. And then the last point is to actually like incant it, instill it, to put it out there. There's a few different ways you could do this. I definitely recommend saying it out loud at least three times because you're putting it out there into uh, the universe there. Now, if you're around people, you know, when this happens, you could be walking around other people. They might think you're crazy or something like that if you're talking out loud. So even just doing it in your head a few times is great. But I would definitely, the most important thing is writing it down. So I have like a note in my mobile, you know, whatever app you're using to write it down going, I want these three new beliefs about me telling stories are what I'm choosing to believe now. And then you can actually re-script your brain over time where you can put it as part of, let's say, your morning routine or other things like that, where you just tell yourself these things every day and just go, you know, I'm uh, I'm a great storyteller, et cetera, et cetera, like what we just said. And yeah. the more you tell that to yourself, over time, your unconscious mind will just start to believe it and go, okay, this is the new Ethan. This is the new Tom right now. So this is what I'm going to do. So it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a process, but the more you do that, you will also notice that you will start to become less negative with all these things and your brain will start to normally think more positive and you'll get negative, the less negative thoughts, more positive thoughts. So I've trained my brain to be more positive as, you know, another way of, of that process happening. So that's, you know, some examples there, as well as a great process that everybody can use to really help themselves, their mindset, which will then in turn grow their business as well. 
Yeah, and I can attest that 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 works. And I was late to the game in this notion of self-affirmation and repeating these things, writing them down, saying them out loud, whatever you choose to do. I used to dismiss that idea. That's just hocus pocus and, you know, no way. Um, but then I began to do it just before I would go on stage for a speaking engagement. I'm going to rock the stage today. I'm going to rock the stage today. I'm going to rock the stage today. And what I found is that it made a difference. And the very act of doing that, the self-affirmation, if if you do it with, with serious intent, gave me more energy. I was more fired up and, and, and that translated to greater confidence, greater belief. And, and I completely agree with what you said that the more you do it and the more habitual it becomes, the more you find that, wait a minute, these, the, the negative talk is kind of fading to the background. I, I, I don't even have to talk myself into this. I just believe it. And yeah. it's it's very very powerful. You're you're spot on with that. Definitely. And and just to add a couple more things there with that telling yourself over time. Once you like really believe it, and it's just happening for you right now, you may not even have to say those ones anymore, and you will mm-hmm. just focus on the newer ones of who you're wanting to believe, depending on what it is. Because my list was over a hundred long, right? So it was quite a long um, you know process as I was rescripting myself in that moment. So just um, something to think about. Um, but I love that other point that you said about just on stage. So another thing that I tell my clients is about pre-framing situations. Mm-hmm. So this is on stage, but it's also about meetings. It's about anything that you're doing. So before I went into the offices of like, you know, Westfield, biggest shopping center group here, I know they're in the US as well, um, is I would I would go to their office. I would literally walk there because I was close by and I'd be telling myself exactly what's going to happen. So not only is it just what you said in the simple sense, but I'd be creating the future in advance. I'd I'd say, I'm going to go in there. Everyone's going to love me. I'm going to be very articulate. I'm going to deliver these things. We're going to get a great outcome today. We're going to move forward. All of these things. I tell myself constantly for a while. And same thing on stage. You can say exactly, I'm going to deliver my message here. Um, You know, so many people are going to connect with me after. This is going to grow my business to this element. Like really feel that. Because the yeah. amount of confidence and energy that you portray when you walk on stage, especially if it's the first time, anything that you're doing or meeting someone for the first time is massive compared to what you would do in other times. And, and so that's that's a really great point that you made. So what I want to tell people is you can do with that in any situation before you go into doing something as well. Yeah. And the thing about that approach is that you can have nerves and you can you can be afraid. Um, and it, this is not about suppressing and burying that it's about having a conversation with that. It's about acknowledging the, okay, my fear is saying you're not going to succeed. I'm going to tell myself, no, not, that's not the case. I am going to succeed. And I think that's a really interesting concept. And I, I, I'd be interested in in your take on that. I'll frame that idea one with with one quick story. I once heard Eddie Murphy, the comedian, having a conversation with Jerry Seinfeld on Jerry Seinfeld's uh, show, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. And Eddie Murphy talked about stage fright. And he said, every single time, even after I was world famous, that I would go on stage for stand up 
I would, my stomach would be churning. I would be suffering from stage fright, but I had a process to embrace it and deal with it. And the two or three times in my life that I didn't feel it for whatever reason, I bombed. I bombed. And, and what he was getting at is that he, he, you know, just, um, you, you force yourself if you confront it and then do the affirmations or whatever other approaches you you're, you're embracing fear, I guess is the phrase I would use. I wonder if you, if you see it the same way and how you talk to your clients about how to deal with fear. Fear is real. We all experience it. Yeah, fear is definitely real. Great points there. And um, you're right. We all feel it. I, I still feel it, you know, for in the example of of going on stage. And, you know, what an interesting thing to understand first is that there's a fine line between nervousness and excited, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a very simple switch that you can change that from nervousness to excitement. So now sure. that you understand that, that's all you do. That's all you're doing in that moment. You get that little feeling. It might be weak. It might be strong. Like it, it can, it can vary, right? Before, you know, depending on, um, what, you know, whatever you're doing in that moment, whether it's on stage or something else you're doing, you know, for the first time and then just go, okay, no, this is what I want to believe. You tell yourself and you switch it to excitedness and that's the energy. So that's the shift. So you're aware of that energy shift within you. But yeah, yeah. fear in general is a big one. Um, yeah. there's always going to be fear there. Um, and I, I think, you know, we need to embrace fear to an extent because we need to be always growing. You know, um, one of the big, you know, if we're talking about mindset, life coaching, you know, Tony Robbins, right? You know, probably the biggest in the world that that made it very commercialized, you know, that a lot of people are there. He says, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. So this is around that that growth mindset, always wanting to grow, not being fixed in what we're doing. So we should be seeking out things that challenge us that allow us to grow there. So there's always going to be some level of fear because you're probably doing things for the first time often, or you should Mm -hmm. be, because that allows you to grow or doing it to the next level, let's call it. Um, If it's not, you know, you've already done it. So how can we we take it up, take it up, tape it up a notch? And there's always going to be a level of fear. And there's another line um, that people say is that, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, uh, you know, which is a great line. I don't know. know, I think that's the Eddie Murphy story right there. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And and you'll actually perform at a higher level as a result. That's right. And, and you watch within a second or two of you getting in there and you've done all the pre-framing and you're there, you just be in your element and it'll go, you'll be in that, you use that excited energy and you just be in flow and, and yep. have those beliefs that support that you're going to deliver really well in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this. And you've used that word energy several times and energy shift. You and I have talked a bit uh, about some really interesting and deep work that you're doing around mindset and energy and and quantum physics. Sounds a little scary. I'm a little scared right now, Ethan, but uh, talk to me about quantum physics and where all this stuff comes together as part of the mindset work that you do. Yeah, great question. And I love the topic of quantum physics that I've been learning lately. And you know, some people may think, ah, oh, what is, you know, is this some woo-woo stuff? We're using the word like energy and things like that. What I love about quantum physics is they're actually quantifying, like the word says, 
you know, these elements of what we thought was uh, people just say that happens, but it doesn't really happen about putting things out there and about what you attract. They've actually done studies on this. It's not just someone saying, hey, yeah, you know, law of attraction and whatever, it just works, right? As an example, right? Which is quite big. So, you know, let's use an example with uh, the double slit experiment. So there was an experiment that was done where they were shooting out these, these, you know, these photons, neutrons, basically little energy particles, right, that are really tiny at this thing. And there were two slits there. And they would view it and they would say, okay, what are they measuring in terms of where it's going, right, everywhere like that. Then what they did after that is they go, let's not look at it as it's happening and let's just record it and see what happens with the particles. So they did it. And then they were like, wait a minute, this is happening differently. And then they did it again where they were looking at it and they recorded it and it changed again. Mm-hmm. So what this is basically confirmed is there's an observer effect. So our focus on something changes the reality around us, mm-hmm. right? Which is very interesting. It's like that old saying, if a tree falls in the woods and you didn't hear it, did it really fall, right? Yeah. So. Was your presence, if you're in the woods, did that create the tree to fall because you knocked into something or, you know, an animal moved at that point to create that to fall? So, you know, the deep element of this is that basically we are creating everything around us. We are always manifesting, if we use the word, is like creating, right? Similar word Mm -hmm. there. And that is things that serve us or things that are not so good in our lives, and likely because of our beliefs and our things in our subconscious mind that are just mm-hmm. creating that. So one of my coaches always says we're manifesting every second. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I that, love that's, it. That's a powerful statement there. That's a very powerful statement. And and honestly, whether you buy the the physics part of this, literally particles and energy and so forth, the thing that he said, we're creating everything around us is a huge and powerful idea that we all have to embrace. The reality that we end up operating in is a reality of our own creation. Embrace that. And if you believe that, then you have the the opportunity to control your own destiny. And that's such an important such an important idea. And so I'm really glad that you said that. Um, and I, I'm fascinated by, by the physics aspect of this. It's, it's beyond what my little brain can really (laughs) comprehend, but I think it's, I think it's super cool and really interesting. And and I'm eager to dive deeper with you, uh, some other time on that. I want to get back to the list. Hmm. The, the three top things in your program, you listed them, strategy, planning, mindset. So that second thing, planning. Uh, we're recording this episode in mid-December. Those of you who are listening to it, the earliest it's going to land is early January 2023. So we're all, uh, or so many people are doing that year-end planning and rolling out the plan right now. And I would love to talk to you, Ethan, about planning and my belief that this notion of, oh, it's December, time to plan. Oh, it's January, time to start implementing the plan is an enormous mistake that businesses make, treating planning like a one-time event 
as opposed to an ongoing process. Share with us some of your insights about planning and some of the work that you do with your clients to plan effectively. Yeah, great question. Uh, love planning. And initially, it's linked to a bit of the strategy. And, and this is just the key foundation that you need before the planning. And that's the vision of the business. Mm-hmm. So what are you wanting to do about business? And the way that I break it down into you know three key elements of that vision, um, sort of two, but three is number one is the purpose. What is the purpose of your business? Why do you do what you do? Right. So it's not like I'm just providing my services, my products and services or whatever it is there. It's why you do. What's the reason behind that? What's the shift? Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's that real deep purpose that you and your team are aligned to. This is the purpose of our business. So that's number one. <laughs> Under that, <clears throat> excuse me, what is the mission of the business? So this is the what, what we're going to achieve over the next five to 10 years, as an example, the big goal that we want. And this can be scary as well. Like, and I, I challenge you to, um, you know, put something that's scarier. Don't just, because, you know, the worst thing is to put a small goal and achieve it, right? You want to be, you know, you right. want to put a, a big goal. And yeah. even if you fall just below it, it's great because you, you got as close as you could to that. And then eventually I'm sure you will exceed that in that period of time. So what is it around, you know, what you want to achieve um, you know, with your clients, maybe there's also some revenue and profit numbers in there about you want to achieve over that period of time. And then, you know, the, the last one is the values, you know, which is extremely important in the business is how you do things. Um, I won't get deep into the values as much now, because that's that's a longer topic. But the first two, the purpose and the mission are really important. Why we do what we do and, you know, how we're going to do it. Um, sorry, uh, what we're going to do. So why we do it and what we're going to do over the next five to 10 years. Then that now links into the planning. So now we need to think, okay, what are we going to plan for the year? And it's thinking, okay, we've already made this five, 10 year big plan goal that we want to achieve in the mission. What do we want to achieve now over this year? And there's a big planning process that, you know, I can teach behind that, but simply is what's the yearly plan? Okay, mm-hmm. we've got this particular priorities that we want to be focusing on for the year. Now we're talking strategically now. We're not getting mm-hmm. into the nitty-gritty stuff. What are the big things that are going to impact my business this year? And yep. then from there, you need to break those annual priorities into quarterly priorities. Because mm-hmm. in business, 90-day plans, these quarterly priorities, that's really the period of time where you give yourself enough time, but not too much time as well. It's a great period to make a big impact in your business and focus on something. Now, sometimes a priority might be over multiple quarters, or sometimes you could complete it within the quarter. It depends how big it is um, there. So breaking it down to the quarter is really important. And then even into months, you can go, okay, well, um, if, I, if I've got this big goal of, of doing a, a new marketing plan, as an example, maybe there's some you know research initially in the first week and this first month and do all this stuff in the second month, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, et cetera, right? Whatever that is for you, um, whatever that strategic priority is. So break it down to the quarter, break it down in the month. Then each week we get into a bit more tactical things and go, what is the goals that we want to achieve over that week? Mm-hmm. So think about it. 
linked to the priority, right? So we've got a priority, create the marketing plan. As an example, that's a bigger strategic thing that you need to do. What's the goal? Uh, the goal for this week is I'm going to uh, I'm gonna research my, my target market or whatever like that is, right? And, you know, these thing areas and whether you know the process or you get coaches and mentors to help you with this process, but, you know, that's, you know, what you would do. You would have a goal for the week and then you, you would state this on a Monday, right? Monday morning, you state your goals for the week and then each day you would say, what are the top, and it could be five goals roughly that you could do for the week. Then you would say, what are my top three tasks that are linked to those goals Mm -hmm. each day, right? And this is the powerful stuff here. And this is the stuff you should be doing first in the day, because if you leave it towards the end of the day, things are going to happen and they're probably not going to get done. So they should be the priority because this is what moves the business forward. This is what is working on your business, not in your business um, and just doing the day to day. So working on your business there, and then you watch when you plan it and you can see there's a, there's a massive level of alignment here because mm-hmm. then those tasks are linked to the weekly goals, are linked to the monthly and quarterly priorities and the annual priorities there, which are linked to the mission. So you achieve the really big goal. And yep. this is when having even daily huddles with your team, like more every morning, every day, meeting with your team, and I'm talking really quick. It's not like everyone's talking for five minutes. Everyone's talking for maybe less than a minute in your team. Right. You know, and, and you're saying, what are the what are our five goals if it's a Monday? What are the, the three tasks for today and each day? What am I doing? And are they done, not done in progress? Did I complete them um, there? And if not, are there any bottlenecks? Is there somebody else in the business that's stopping me from doing something or is it my own stuff? And having that really accountability and a, and a bit of good social pressure. And then you can also use some social praise in those elements for people that are doing things that are going to achieve the mission and live the purpose in their business as well. So this is a really, really powerful framework that if yeah. you start to do these things in your business, you can exponentially grow your business. Yeah. And I I, I love that term or that word that you used, accountability. Uh, we talk so much about accountability partners and so forth. And I, and I don't mind that, that concept. And I think it's important, but what's so powerful about the structure that you've described is that the structure itself provides accountability because when you get down to the level of the daily tasks i'm going to do this next and this next and this next look upward and say does this task serve that purpose and that goal and boom and up the ladder you go is it in alignment with everything in the plan above it and if the answer is no it it, uh, i'm doing this because i saw some webinar where they said go do this well it doesn't fit and it's not you know so the the plan is holding you accountable and making sure that what choices you make are in the term you use perfect alignment and I, I just love that. The other aspect of it is I hope no one is listening to this and thinking that in mid-December, you sit down and you're writing out the five things, the five goals that you have in week one, two, three, uh, through week 52, and that um, you're writing down three tasks under each of the goals. These are weekly processes built underneath, monthly processes built underneath, quarterly processes built underneath annual processes. It's an ongoing process, not a year-end event. 
which is what we were where we started this conversation. I really like the framework. I really think it's it's powerful, and uh, I'm glad we talked about it because now's the time. And for those of you who are listening to this right now, who who haven't done any planning, and it's now January, um, rewind, listen to this again. You just got a million dollar framework that you can apply to catch up, do a little bit of planning and, uh, and jump ahead for the 11 and a half months left in the year. So, uh, Ethan, thank you for that. I'd like you to, I'd like to shift gears and go back to something. You quoted something your coach said to you about manifesting and, and so forth. I want you to repeat what you said, because I want to get back to that. Yeah. That you're manifesting every second. Yeah. And your coach said that to you. So here's what I find most important about that. I love your manifesting every second, but the most important part about that is Ethan saying, my coach told me. So Ethan is an accomplished entrepreneur, a guy who, who coaches others and the coach has a coach. I want to share with you something um, that sits on my favorite device, my Remarkable. Um, my Remarkable is a, a note-taking, a handwriting to, uh, to digital text device. But one of the cool things you can do on this device is upload PDFs and then, and then append the PDFs. And on this, I have Ethan's free PDF that co- that's on his website called Six Keys to a Bullet proof business mindset. It's an awesome document. I was talking to Ethan before we came live on the air about the fact that I think it's loaded with great and valuable tips, and uh, but it doesn't feel like this incoherent fire hose. Tip number six to build your bulletproof business mindset is work with a coach work with a coach. Don't fly alone. And so I love the fact that you, in the course of sharing brilliant knowledge and insights today, cited the fact that, oh yeah, that's one I learned from my coach. It it, it kind of came through in passing and I wanted to retrieve it and share it with the audience because it's important. And you and I talked about this as well. I have coaches, you have coaches, we invest in coaching. Tell us your thoughts on that, you know, because you've you've you're at a level. Why why in the world would you go out and hire a coach? You you know your stuff, dude. Coach, come on, tell us why. I love it, Tom. Yeah, coaching mentoring is so important. It's probably the most important thing that you can do to grow to the next level. And then let's talk about sport for a second here. I know we talked about this before about a great analogy with sport. Think about the biggest sportsmen in the world. You know, you're talking about the biggest tennis players like, you know, Roger Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. Maybe it's the biggest NBA players, you know, if in the US like LeBron James or, you know, Michael Jordan. These types of guys, you know, Kobe Bryant, um, you know, rest in peace for him, is that these guys, you know, put in the work, but they had coaches pushing them to that next level and always telling them there's another level to what you do. And, you know, it's challenging to do that. And it's number one, it's pushing yourself to that next level and having that accountability, but it's also telling you these are the steps that you can do to get to where you want to faster. You can likely work things out for yourself, but it's the coaches, you know, the mentors, those people around that create it 
um, you know, into these amazing players. And they obviously had to commit and put in the work and everything like that. You can't just get coaching and do nothing. There's definitely an action element that has to happen um, alongside that. It's, it's really, really powerful. And, and, you know, the way as an analogy or a metaphor is thinking that as a business owner, we're like an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. We we need to have the coaches and mentors, and, you know, and also like, rest ourselves as well. Like we can't go for 20 hours a day all day, right? We need to have the time in between to recharge the batteries. This is a little side topic at the same time, but think of yourself as an elite athlete and all of them have multiple, you know, coaches and mentors for different things. You know, there could be for, you know, if we're talking about tennis, you know, let's say for their, for their hitting and things like that on the pitch, but they would have coaches for their health, right? They would have coaches for every different element of, of, you know, their life or, or even businesses. If they, you know, a lot of these sports people create businesses later as well. So coaching and mentoring for me is the difference. And I have multiple coaches and mentors now. I have them multiple for business. I have them in for life, you know, and in different areas. And there's so many different areas of coaching and mentoring. And I would say is find coaches and mentors that you resonate with. Everybody is not for everybody. Listen to people. That's why we listen to podcasts or go to events, whether they're virtual or in person. Uh, I'm always open when I go to these events. And I trust my instincts, my intuition, you know, my my gut feeling when I go to these events going, there's something here. I, I, I get a feeling and I go, mm-hmm. I want to learn more from this person. Um, and you know, I and, and if we talk about, you know, just quickly sales, like we talked about, you know, in, in, when I was on your podcast, is that some people might have the belief, and we're going back to mindset now, right, is that, oh, people just are going to sell me things. Mm-hmm. I go into the belief going, great, I want to see how they sell. You know, the one that wants to master their craft and like as, as if you're being coached is how do I become better at sales or other areas? So I, I actually see how they're doing it because I'm intrigued because there maybe there's some tips that I can do. So if you go in as a student mind in anything you do with your coaches, mentors and anything around you, you're going to take in a lot more information. You're not going to filter anything out, take that in and then be able to make better decisions. And then if, if you know, if your instincts, your intuition, your gut feelings telling you, actually, I want to learn more from this person, then it's probably right for you and make the investment. I've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in myself already. And I will continue to do that. I'm sure at some yep. point it'll be in the millions, right? Like over the years that I keep investing in myself because I see the shift in me. I wasn't like this, you know, when I first started my business that you yep. see me now and how Tom is right now, right? We're more polished. We've built ourselves over a period of time by investing, you know, upgrading our mindset, you know, upgrading our skills in all these different areas of business or speaking or storytelling, whatever that is, right, for us to help us get to that next level. And that allows us to compress time. Instead of taking 10 years to do something, it might take one to three years to do something, uh, you know, and even leveraging the relationships. There's so many areas of why coaching and mentoring is so important. I definitely, you know, thank them for for my success. There's there's so many to name right now, but I'll I'll continue to do that. So all I do is, is recommend find people you resonate with and learn from them because there's always something to learn and something for you to grow to that next level. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And I don't know who is coaching you, but I will bet because this is true for mine that your coaches have coaches and there, and those coaches have coaches. And, uh, and you know, when, when, when I first was putting myself out there publicly, I used to be reluctant to 
reference the fact that I had coaches as if that was some admission that, oh, I need help. And I don't want to admit that I I need help. (laughs) I'm so over that. And I, I so love the fact that you cited, oh, this idea about manifestation I got this from one of my coaches. Um, those, who, it, it, it's important to just say, yeah, all of us need help. All of us are better when we choose not to fly alone. And coaching helps. Coaching holds us accountable. It expands our skill set. It exercises muscles that we wouldn't otherwise exercise. It allows us to level up, even if you feel as if you're great at whatever you you want to do getting from great to greater getting to the 99th percentile to the 99.9th percentile it's all happening when you invest in coaching so i'm glad we i'm glad we talked about that speaking of coaching how does one get in touch with you uh download your pdf learn more about Ethan and figure out whether you're a good fit for doing business with them. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Um, so for me, uh, the best way is my website, which is ethancassiotis.com. So that's A-T-H-I-N-C-A-S-S-I-O-T-I-S.com. And on there, you'll see my ebook that um, you know, Tom uh, you know, showed earlier, which is awesome: the six keys to a bulletproof business mindset. You know, also have other, you know, things around more deeper on business areas as well. But go and get that because that's, you know, the big shift. Put your details in and you'll be sent that out there as well. Um, you know, obviously you can find me. Uh, I've got my podcast, The Business Growth Show, uh, where I interview a lot of the big guests. All the links are within my website that you can find um, and, and, you know, book a, you know, a call with me if you like through my website. The other elements that I would say is uh, finding me on um, LinkedIn, on Facebook or you know, even YouTube, the podcast is on there as well. Um, you know, especially LinkedIn, uh, you know, I'm focusing on more now. So connect with me on there because I, I love to even, you know, just have a chat, even if it's a few messages or even jump on a call if we're, you know, see if we're a good fit and and we can help you because there's always people out there to help. And, and just thank you as well uh, to you, Tom, for having me on uh, the show today. It's been a pleasure. Love being on your show as well. And uh, I'm sure that, yeah, we'll be able to help each other. And that's what it's all about. It's about, yeah. there's always something to learn from everybody. And if I can help others to do the same, then that, that's a great way to, to really help everybody around the world to grow. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Ethan. Really a great pleasure getting to know you, having you here on this podcast, being on your podcast, uh, reading your PDF, getting to know what you do. It's it's just a great pleasure. And yes, our paths are going to continue to cross. Thank you for listening or if you're watching, for tuning in, go check out Ethan's website. And for more about Story Power Marketing, go to storypowermarketing.com, sign up for the email list if you're not already on the list, get some free downloads. And please, if you like what you've heard, go and give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Spread the word about the show, tune in again, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks so much. listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, 
and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.